Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Friday afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're at the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg this afternoon. We're glad you're with us and uh, we think you're going to enjoy the next hour. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, a great place to eat this weekend with this huge baseball series in town. Uh, they're open seven days a week. You can eat in the dining room, the drive through You can have it delivered. They'll even cater you or tailgate if that's what you're planning to do this weekend. So we encourage you to uh, to do business with Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Huge baseball series in Hattiesburg this week, uh, this weekend, as Louisiana Tech uh, is in town. And, of course, we talked to head coach Lane Burroughs yesterday. Today... Today on the show, we have a member of the American Coaches Association Hall of Fame, the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame, the Bellhaven Sports Hall of Fame. This man is is a member of so many halls of fame that we have to write it down to keep up with it. Uh, we're thrilled to have our good friend Hill Denson back on the show. Coach, Coach, how many hall of fames are you in? I don't know, boy. So I think there's about six or seven. I can't keep up with all that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad to be here, fellas. I'm glad to hear y'all. I, I'm still mad I can't get you every day up here. So <laughs> I can't I can't figure out why, how, what we got to do to get you on the air and jack. Well, we appreciate that, Coach. And uh, you're always welcome uh, on the Eagle Hour. It's always great fun to talk to you. Coach, uh this is a pretty big series this weekend for Southern Miss, but I want to start out by asking you the same question that I asked Lane Burroughs yesterday. Does it frustrate you uh, that teams the caliber of Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech are not in every top 25 poll? Am I wrong in assuming that what we're going to see here this weekend is clearly a showdown between two of the top 25 baseball programs in the country? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I certainly think that. But it, you know what it is, is we've got so many people now that are out there trying to win that we didn't used to have back in the days. And uh, we got more of us that are good. So, you know, it's hard to get everybody in the top 25. And in our record, is we got off, you know, lost some games in there, just a number of games lost and all, I think, which five. But that doesn't have anything to do with what's going to be when it gets to the end. So, you know, the end of it's what makes a difference. All that preseason stuff and, you know, number one, the first week doesn't make a hill of beans to anybody. So, you know, it's just a matter of thing. So, I, I, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Well, everybody knows we've got good programs, us and, and Tech. And, of course, I was anxious to hear what Lane said. I figured he's going to be doing some lying on that whole thing. <laughs> tech now that he's moved over to the other state. Coaches don't do that kind of thing, do they, coaches? No, not no. really. But, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, Ray and I are a great friend. By the way, I was out that way last uh, last week, really, and uh, had a little time to ride by. 
thought I would catch them on the field, and I saw the new stadium over there. It really looks good. They were, they're still putting in the bushes around it and all that kind of stuff, and that's where, where the conference tournament's going to be this year. So, right. Wang's done an extra job over there already. Of course, he got some help from a tornado there and knocked the field down, so right. they were able to get a new one built and, and built it back by this really good, nice-looking stadium. Right. All right, Coach, I know yesterday when you and I were talking, you told me you've been able to watch the Golden Eagles a lot this year. Your analysis right now of this current Southern Miss baseball team. Well, I, I, I think, you know, always on the team, it's always hard to figure out this stuff. If you could figure it out, you'd be a really good coach. But, uh, you know, you got some guys. We got a whole bunch of – the whole team really basically is not hitting much. And uh, you hope – I hope it's not an indication that we don't have hitters, and I don't think it is. I think it's just a matter of it's all contagious, and once you start hitting it, you'll start swinging the bats a lot better. But, uh, you know, we got an awful lot of young hitters, hadn't seen the real stuff and all that kind of stuff, and they're struggling through the beginning of the year. And I noticed we have a lot of guys hitting 100 when uh, when I'm listening to cop, hitting in the hundreds instead of the 300. And, uh, you know, hopefully those guys will be – be up there a little later on when they get rolling, and, and I, I just hope that happens, and I think we'll. And they've done us. We've got such a good pitching staff, and, and really supposed to have a good defensive staff. I mean, we have defensive staff too, but uh, you know we've been playing kind of sloppy a little bit, and, but still winning ball games, and that's the great thing. And, and a tribute to Scott and the guys coaching that they get them, get them to win ball games with uh, not, not not a whole lot of high stats, and they. Right. Luke, get in here with Coach Denson. Coach, uh, first on the offensive side, you know, talk about the importance of when you're, when you're struggling at the plate, and I've seen this from the Eagles the last couple of uh, weeks, they basically just basically said, okay, we're not going to swing at the first pitch, we'll take a strike. And they've been able to, to work walks and kind of manufacture walks that way. I, I know from one approach to hitting, that's the way you, you want to take the approach at the plate if you're not finding base hits. That's right. And then – but. But then sometimes you get into doing that so much you end up uh, taking a lot of good pitches, too, that you could be hitting out or hitting for doubles and that sort of thing. So it's all just it's a contagious thing. And, and, and again, I hope we get, you know, we've been, we've been fortunate enough to get us just enough big hits to, to win ball games. And, uh, you know, usually when that happens, you'll get started doing some things and, and want to get – catch on to it and they'll get hot and then so everybody starts to get hot and hopefully that's going to happen and, and of course our pitching staff if they stay like they are now it's going to be a, a great year for us anyhow so can, but, uh, can you just you know, help our listeners you know contagious. Yeah, absolutely. Can you put in perspective for our for our listeners? I mean, what we saw Tuesday night. You know, nationally speaking, they they march out uh, ten pitchers, nine of whom pitch pretty well uh, against the number five RPI team in the country, and you're able to win a ball game and, and limit them the last three innings to no runs by basically Johnny Holstaff. And I know, Coach, when you Johnny Holstaff, you're basically conceding the fact that you're going to give runs. But I think it just showed that the Eagles have probably one of the deepest pitching staffs, not only in the conference, but in the country. Oh, yeah. I think that was a great indication of, of the whole staff of the night. But now, what that that is a, a, a way to win, win ball games midweek uh, and get your experience in there and also get an inning or two out of your weekend guys uh, – you know, it's a, it's a way of 
it is so tough on other teams to every time they come up, it's a different pitcher that can't get in any kind of groove against you. And, you know, you can win an awful lot of ball games doing that every game. So, you know, that's especially when you get down in your pitching staff and, you know, just show them a different look every inning. And, it, and if you can alternate right and left, that even makes it better. So, uh, We've we've been able to win a lot of games over the years at USM over uh, in doing that and and you know using using the guy for an inning sometimes two innings but uh, just an inning and using nine pitchers is always pretty good. Coach, that's I had a funny I had a funny story back with our first year here at Bellhaven when they switched us over to D three, which has been about five years ago now. They switched us over to D three and we were over in Huntington. Alabama going to play the first game in D3 over there. Everybody's all excited and all that kind of stuff. And it was one of those deals where we were going to throw all nine pitchers that we had, ten pitchers. So we were going to throw them if we had to, but we are throwing in in the piece and get them a lot of work. We jumped out there that first inning and hit a couple of balls hard. I'm saying, well, we don't have a good inning, even though we had the double play and then score the runs, but hit the ball hard. I said, that's going to be a good, good sign there. When we got back up to the top of the second inning, we were behind 25 to nothing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, of all those nine pitchers, we had already used seven of them in the first inning. <laughs> Try to get somebody to throw some strikes. So that happens sometimes, too. So, you know, it, uh, now luckily later in the year, we beat them 21 to three or something like that. So, But, uh, you know, that's just the way baseball is sometimes. So you don't ever know. All right, Coach, we got 45 seconds left in this segment. Uh, we're we're going to hold you over uh, hold you over for another segment. Are you coming down this weekend? I am. I'm on the way down. I'm leaving about 2.30 or 3 o'clock, uh, heading down that way. And uh, I've got my wife to go tonight. She's there we go. There well, there we go. And, and, boy, what a weekend to have this new artificial turf, right? We might not be playing if we had the old field. Everybody just can't understand how good that is. And anybody that says it's not good is just dumb, as far as I'm concerned. Right. It's just so so great to have, and, and you just don't worry. All these years, I've been a meteorology specialist. I, I, I know about the weather all the time. Keep up with it week ahead and all that. <laughs> Got where the last 10 years, I don't even pay attention to the weather. You don't have to worry about it. You've right. got to play. Yeah, and that's so right. We get it. We're going to play. Might be a little delayed if it's pouring down rain or something. You're right. going to play. Right. All right, everybody. We're talking to uh, the legend of uh, college baseball, Hill Denson. Coach Denson is going to rejoin us on the other side of the break. It's a short three minute break. Don't go anywhere more with Hill Denson on the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob and Luke, First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke and Laurel, of course. And uh, we've got the legendary Hill Denson on the show with us. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark. 
CampusBookmark.net, a must-stop for anyone coming into town this weekend for the baseball series. they got a lot of great-looking baseball apparel, really a lot of baseball apparel in stock right now. They're located right across the uh, street from the campus on Hardy Street, or you can shop online at CampusBookmark.net. All right, Coach Denson, yesterday uh, we talked to Lane Burroughs, and we have Scott Berry on the show all the time. And uh, and both of, both of those men really talk in glowing terms about you, say you were really a, a real example for them to follow. I, I'd like for you to put in perspective for our listeners the two men that will be coaching these teams tonight, uh, Lane Burroughs and, and Scott Berry. Both of them are top of the line, uh, top shelf, no dust, uh, no question about it. Lane's an awfully good friend. Uh, has been for years. Of course, played up there with Corky and, and all that. When you know, when I was coaching, and, and uh, was coaching at Southern Miss and at Mississippi State, and he's just a good friend. We've known each other for an awful long time. And Scott is the same way. Uh, Scott and I see each other and talk almost every day. And uh, again, I have to fuss at him a lot about why he funded after it didn't work. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, but anyhow, that we talk a lot, and it's good. It's the same thing with Lane. He's he's a good one, and, and it's going to be a heck of a series. And you know, I, I look for it to be you know kind of a split series because they, I think they're so evenly matched. Now, uh, Lane has got a lot of seniors. I think uh, older mm-hmm. ball players on this club right. this year, and we're, we're, we've got a lot of younger players. So you know, I don't know how that's going to play out. But this. This schedule is kind of this is real odd what they've done to us and there we are matched up with the top team in the in the in our division having to play them eight times and uh, kind of remind me of back when I started we were in the league the old Metro if you guys remember the old Metro conference right that that meant I played Florida State six times every year that which was about that time was pretty much a six butt whippings if you had no truth. So, <laughs> you know, that wasn't any fun back then. So, right. But when you have to play eight times, it's kind of, I don't know about this four-game series. I don't know how that's going to work out. I'm anxious to see. It's going to it's gonna tax the pitching staff. And and, uh, and I'm sure that's exactly why one of the reasons they went over to Alabama and beat us to nine guys the other night. Got to have some arms to go into this eight, I mean, a four-game series. Right. <laughs> Right. Uh, Coach, uh, uh, Rick Cleveland was the first to tell us this, but but we've heard it from other people. Rick Cleveland says, Ron Polk, Boo Ferris, Hill Denson are the reasons that college baseball has reached the level it has in Mississippi. When you look at college baseball overall in Mississippi, as a guy that uh, was in the beginning stages of all this, it must make you feel pretty proud, Coach. Well, it does, and I've heard Rick say that, and I, it's certainly a compliment to me, and I, I appreciate him saying that. I don't know how worthy I am of that, but it's also mighty good company to be in there with two of my good buddies over the years, and uh, Ron Polk and I are still still good buddies, and uh, except when we played each other. And then, of course, Blue had all the respect and all of us all those years. So I appreciate Rick and everybody saying that, and it was a uh, it was an interesting time, no question about it, but it was about the time that people started getting serious about trying to win baseball games uh, when, we, when we took over that at USM. And, uh, it, it was just the sign of the times. And, you know, over the 
that next 20 years after that down there, you know, uh, start, people started complaining about Ron not winning 58 games a year or whatever it was they were winning back in the days. And then it wasn't that the teams weren't as good, the teams were as good. It's just the opponents were trying to win more. And it, at that time, the Southern Misses and the Louisiana Techs and the, you know, Northwestern Louisiana and all that, everybody started to get where they would get after you and win ball games. You've already seen that this year. Uh, Last weekend before last, uh, Louisiana Tech beat number one team, Arkansas, and in the same day, uh, Louisiana Monroe, which is Michael Federico coaching over there, played for us. Uh, you know, they beat Ole Miss that day. You know, so it, 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 you're capable of losing every game you go out there, no matter who you are now. Right, no question. All right, Luke, get back in here with Coach. All right. Uh, Coach, Ron Polk never liked Pete Taylor Park, did he? <laughs> well, he must not have. He didn't stay in there very long every time. <laughs> oh, Rassie, he every you know, seriously, every every year for the last, I don't know how many years, I'd have to look that up, but for the last some, every year, I can't remember a single time that he didn't get thrown out in Hattiesburg. And I want to say up front, I never got thrown out in Starville but one time. So, uh, but anyhow, he got thrown out every time. But I really think what 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 it was in in uh, you know we were we had come on and where we were competing with them and that sort of thing. And, and I never asked folks this, but you know it was right. We, we always played the last couple of weeks in April, just before the regional started, and everybody was trying to get a extra win here and there to so be eligible to be selected in case you didn't win the tournament and all that. So, you know, it's it kind of a pressure time to win ball games. And, you know, if we were beating them so far, we, we were always beating them when he was thrown out, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> that's usually when you get thrown out for some reason. I never figured that out. But for some reason, you get thrown out when you get beat. I don't know. But uh, he, he would get thrown out every time down in Hattiesburg. <laughs> He learned where to go. Finally, the first two or three years he did it, he made the mistake of going up by the roost over there. <laughs> they get on so bad. He finally learned which way to go when he got thrown out the other direction. So, <laughs> you will uh, you will come tonight uh, to watch the Eagles. And a quick story for you. When I was playing football at Southern Miss, uh, Pete Taylor was still coming to the games. He walked up to the gate. Tried to get in one of the diamond darlings, and uh, I'm sure she was a, a blonde head and all of her beauty. Uh, she said, "Sir, you need a ticket to come into this game." And he said, "He said, baby, my name's on that wall. They usually let me in here." And she looked out there and she said, "Come on in, Mister Park. I apologize. So uh, maybe nobody uh, tonight will call you Mister Field when you come back. Uh, but what does it mean for you, Coach, that it's named after you? That this this great park that had such great baseball is named after you." Well, I, I mean, it's certainly a great honor, and, and I and I certainly appreciate the school doing that, and so forth. So it was a great honor when that happened, and still is. And, and you know, I appreciate it, and certainly respect it. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to coming down tonight and getting after. So, plan to be out there in the roof to get that. All right, Coach. Before we before we run out of time, what do the Golden Eagles have to do to win this series? They get some big hits, and they, they, you know that's been a that's been a headache the whole time. Try to get a hit when we finally get some guys in scoring position and, and get them in. Now 
they've they've been able to do it enough to win. But I'd like to win by more than one run myself. But yeah. I'd like to, you know, I kind of prefer those nineteen to two games. So. I'm with you on that, Coach. It makes it it makes it just a lot less stressful, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, kind of in the end, everybody likes that other one. But I shoot, I don't. I like the big ones. <laughs> So have you, have you got any have you got any predictions or is it just too too much of an even match to realistically uh, guess what'll happen? You know, I'd like to predict four no for the Eagles, but I, I probably more correctly we'd probably be talking two and two, just to be honest, because both of them are so evenly done, and uh, and I think Tech uh, is, is is well coached also, and so you mm-hmm. know I think that's a big thing. Just just kind of. Who has the ball fall in at the right time and all that kind of stuff? So, right. So, so know, just, go ahead. So, no, that's all right. If if they were to split the series two and two, I would think both programs could walk away feeling okay about that. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you lose the last one, that's always the one that's in you in your crawl. You know, so uh-huh. uh, it's better to win that last two if you're going to do it that way. But. Uh, of course, better win all four of them. So. Right. Well, Coach, uh, as always, it's a great pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour. I, I think you know. If you don't, we want to tell you you're welcome on this show anytime. Always fun talking to you, and I hope I see you at Pete Taylor Park this weekend. Well, uh, I'll see you guys there. I'm actually coming back home tonight and then turn around going back to the doubleheader tomorrow with some, some different folks. So. Good deal. All right. Uh, I don't be in there. We'll see you guys. Enjoyed it. Appreciate okay. you guys having me on. Thanks, Coach. All right, Coach. The there you go, Coach. Thank you so much. Coach Hill Denson, everybody, the legendary uh, baseball coach at Southern Miss, Bell Haven, and truly, uh, truly, Luke, one of the icons of college baseball. He is, and he was what got it started. And when you look around in, in the state of Mississippi and you see how Mississippi is – Arguably the top baseball for for the top college baseball state in the country. I mean, that's not the per capita thing. That's across the board. And the man that we just talked to for the first two segments of today's Eagle Hour is one of the main reasons why. No question. Hill Denson, the one and only on the Eagle Hour. And it's always a pleasure to talk uh, to the great coach. All right, when we come back, lots of news to discuss about Southern Miss Athletics. We're going to look around Conference USA, who's playing who. Lots of reasons to stick around. Hope you will. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Friday. Glad to have you along on the Eagle Hour. Thanks to former Southern Miss head baseball coach Hill Denson and also was with Bellhaven forever. He's in about every type of Hall of Fame you could ever want or ever think about. Uh, Hill Denson. Uh, joining us those first two segments of the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you today and every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located 
on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hey, they're going to be streaming all four baseball games this weekend. So if, if for some reason you can't get a ticket, but try to get a ticket, be there with us uh, in the Pete. They're going to be streaming all four games. Great place to go eat. Pre-game tonight, uh, pre-game, post-game tomorrow. And, of course, uh, there will be a lot of sports on the televisions, but Golden Eagle Baseball at... 4th Street Bar and Grill this weekend, and we greatly appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. So it's a big one this weekend, Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech. Golden Eagles come in at 13-6. and six. Tech comes in at 14-5. and five. Jack Duggan releasing the uh, game notes uh, today and the opening weekend of Conference USA play. Bob, here's your uh, probable pitchers. So tonight will be Jonathan Fincher, a left-handed redshirt junior against Hunter Stanley. Tomorrow, game one, right-handed Ryan Jennings against Walker Powell. So it looks like Walker will throw, though. There is an asterisk by this that said that uh, the, the Saturday pitchers could actually flip. So Parker, uh, Walker Powell scheduled right now for game one. Game two, Cade Gibson, a redshirted senior. He's a left-hander against Ben Etheridge. And then right-hander on Sunday, Jared Warhoff, uh, Warhoff, who's a senior coach. Burris told us about him yesterday against left-handed Drew Boyd. So looks like it will be Stanley and Boyd Friday, Sunday. And then in the middle, it's going to be Powell or Etheridge. Uh, what, what really stands out to me tonight, Bob, is that Fincher on the year, he's a lefty, 3-0, 1.50 ERA. He's a redshirt junior, 6'3", 240, so he's a big dude. And what jumps out to me, 34 strikeouts and only six walks in 30 innings. He is 3-0 in five appearances. He's thrown a complete game. It was a complete game shutout. He's allowed 17 hits and only five earned runs. So what stands out to me there is he's a strikeout pitcher. He goes deep deep in games. He's left-handed. And the Golden Eagles, uh, when they did hit Alabama the other night, you know, they kind of came back against that, that lefty reliever. I just, uh, I just wonder, it's, it's pretty obvious Burroughs is going to throw his, his ace tonight and he's a strikeout pitcher. And that doesn't, you know, on paper at least bode well for the Golden Eagles. No, the Golden Eagles, like Coach Denson said, they, they've got to find some way to hit the ball. They got to find the way to hit the ball when you have people on base. Not hitting the ball is one thing, but boy, it gets you in trouble so much when you get, runners at second and third and two outs or runners at first and second and one out and you don't get those runs home you know they just seem to always haunt you uh toward the end of the game so yeah uh, tech comes with their big stud tonight and uh so the golden eagles gonna have their back up against the wall right out of the gate luke Tech uh, on the year a three two seven ERA on their pitching staff. Uh, some of the other guys that are going to be throwing this weekend. Amara Jennings is two and one with a three 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 ERA. Then uh, Gibson, um, the the other left hander, three five four ERA. Their Sunday guy Warhoff. Four and one with a two five nine ERA. This staff and and you know we talked about how good the Golden Eagles is strikeout to walk ratio. Their staff on the year has struck out one hundred and sixty one and and walked sixty two. So they've walked a little more, but still kind of in that range where um, you know they're not just going to give free passes for the sake of it. Uh, Tech as a as a hitting team, and I'm interested to see who's out because Coach Burris told us yesterday that that three of his top batters are out this weekend. Tech hitting 287 hmm. as a club, three guys over 300, and I have a 333, 328, 325 guys. Um, Alex Ray hitting 283, their best home run hitter. They have 
Two guys with four home runs, Taylor Young and Hunter Wells. Manny Garcia and Steele Netterville uh, both have hit three. Uh, Netterville also with 21 RBIs. And, and you look at you know on-base percentage, several of those guys are in the 400s. And uh, you compare that 287 with what the Golden Eagles are doing. Golden Eagles hitting 208 as a club. Only one batter over 300. That's Charlie Fisher. Um, Sargent has, has really kind of dropped in the last two weeks. He was kind of close around that 300 mark. He's 222 now. But Montenegro moving up at 239. Dickerson's at 258. Trimble's at 282. So it's going to be a question is, can the Golden Eagles, especially some of these hitters, and I think it's key that Gabe Montenegro does anything he can to get on base um, this week. We saw it Tuesday night with the sacrifice bunt with the inf- infield single. And I think you're going to see Scott Berry a little more aggressive on the bases because when he gets base runners, he needs to take advantage of them. Uh, here's here's something I want to ask you about that no one has any control over, starting to worry me a little bit. I just pulled up the weather. 70% chance of rain now at 6 and 7 o'clock, and then by 8 o'clock, uh, they say around a 50% chance. So there's there's with four games being crammed into three days, there really is no margin for error. Now, I know that uh, we have a field that will quickly dry, and, and you won't be – losing games because of a wet field. But what would be the scenario, Luke, if for some reason they could not play tonight? Well, you would you would think if they didn't play tonight that they would probably try to play two double headers back-to-back or they just go with a traditional three-game series. They, they may just basically copy what they do tomorrow and then on Sunday, you know, first game at 11, mm-hmm. first game at 12, and then the, the a seven inning and then a seven inning right after that. Um, either one of those scenarios, you know, still from a pitching wise, it, it bodes well for the Eagles, um, be, because of the ability you have to get in there. But yeah, if, if they can't play tonight, and I'm looking at the same weather you're looking at, you know, it's a 50% chance of, of rain Sunday. It's a 42% chance of rain tomorrow in Hattiesburg. But yeah, the only thing I could think of is that they do two double headers. You almost wish that the conference would have, if possible, would have started these series on Thursday. Right. So they'd have been Thursday, Friday, Saturday game, and right. that way, if you needed to use Sunday, you could. It's Conference USA, Luke. I mean, uh, what what you said makes too much sense. It does bother me tonight that these are thunderstorms. These are not just. You know, scattered. You, you got scattered at six. You got scattered at eight and nine, but you got a thunderstorm right at seven. Sixty-two percent at, at six. Sixty-four percent at seven. Fifty-two percent at eight. You know, we may be playing. Uh, we may be playing deep into the night. You know, that that's mm-hmm. another option there. Uh, it does help you though. You know, with Stanley on the mound, you figure you can get seven, maybe eight innings out of him. Right. But uh, the the opening play of Conference USA, this new turf is uh, is exactly this is why this is the situation why we installed it last year. Right. Do you agree with uh, what I asked, uh, Coach? That if both both clubs could walk away satisfied if this went two two. I will be as a Southern Miss fan. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I want I a three one. Three one is is. I don't think a sweep. If if we're back here on Monday and we swept Louisiana Tech, I mean I'm just speechless. A three to one is a dream scenario. Two two is uh, is what I think you feel satisfied. Uh, and so I think it's you know it's uh, it's it's you look at if you win two games against the number seven RPI. And let me just add this in: I'm not so worried as much about the the top twenty five rankings because at the end of the year the committee doesn't look. I mean, the top twenty five rank is just for a way for you to be able to flex that you're in the top twenty five. Everybody's looking at that RPI, and if you get two wins against the seven RPI, 
you're going to jump. I'll look up the RPI and bring it to you in the fourth segment. But uh, Southern Miss got uh, this is the most important series of the year, and you're going to see it in, in a few more weeks. Here's what's happened around Conference USA tonight: Middle Tennessee at UAB, FIU at Old Dominion, Charlotte at Western Kentucky, um, Marshall at Florida Atlantic, and UTSA at Rice. I think there's one more series that should start tomorrow. That's it. That, that'll be all of them. Actually, UAB Middle Tennessee playing. A double header today, and man, thankfully, there was some big tornado damage, you know, in, in Birmingham yesterday, and it looks like UAB not affected by that. But yeah, the, all eyes though of the conference on what happens tonight at 6 p.m. And uh, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball wrote an article earlier today. I mean, you, you got Mississippi State, uh, their series this weekend that that's pretty huge. You got a few more that are big. I think Florida um, is, is playing somebody big, and. But but Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, nationally speaking, this is probably a top five, top six series in all of college baseball. No question. Please rain. Just stay away. You know, if it's got to rain, let it rain at ten or eleven o'clock tonight, and give the field a couple hours in the morning. Draw off. We can be good to go. But um, really hope that this doesn't interfere with the series tonight. So it's what about a, it's about a sixty to seventy percent chance of rain. Is that correct, Luke? From six to nine, yeah, that's what you're looking at, right in the heart of it, and. I mean, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't think that they would move it up. You know, just because of schedules and stuff. Tech got here yesterday, but you know, if you got something across the wire that they were going to move it up, I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing we should say at this at this moment has been brought to our no. attention that there would be any change in the in the time of the baseball game. All right, lots of activity on campus tomorrow as well. The quote unquote spring football game is tomorrow. We'll get Luke's thoughts on that when we come back. I'm sure that uh, there's a big volleyball game, I understand, in town. And also uh, softball will be on the field as well. So stick around. We'll get you up to speed on everything happening with Southern Miss Sports this weekend when the Eagle Hour continues. Final segment on this Friday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Hardy Street, dbathattiesburg.com. Go check them out. Great facilities, great place, great people. D-Bat D-1, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. It is a busy week, uh, busy weekend um, as... uh, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, we wrap up from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. An absolutely 
Big weekend on a lot of fronts with what's going on um, in Southern Miss uh, world. The men's golf, they're up at Old Waverly this weekend for the Old Waverly Collegiate Classic, sponsored by Mississippi State. Big tournament, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Kansas State, LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, A&M, Texas Tech, Vandy, also Southern Miss. Right now, Matt Lorenz tied for 22nd overall. He is even through eight holes. And, of course, Old Waverly, uh, two guys up there, VJ Trillio and Tim Yelverton, both Southern Miss dudes. So uh, be excited to to see how the Eagles compete up at Old Waverly. Track and field begins their 2021 outdoor season. First outdoor meet for the Golden Eagles in almost 700 days. They're also up um, in the Golden Triangle. They're uh, at the Mississippi State, um, the official name of this, yeah, the Bulldog Relays. And a huge field, 33 other teams, Bama, UAB, uh, Alabama State, Arkansas State, Memphis, uh, Louisiana Tech, Jackson State, uh, Vanderbilt. William Carey's even up there, but Southern Miss and Coach John Stewart looking to build upon uh, the conference championship from the ladies. And then, of course, we got some high jumpers. Eric Richards is back. Should be a great outdoor season. That starts today. Tennis uh, is postponed for the weekend. Supposed to host uh, Loyola, Louisiana, but they are postponed. Um, additionally, volleyball has an absolutely huge uh match this weekend and the reason being is next week april 1st through april 3rd the lady eagles are actually hosting the conference usa championships at the brand new softball or the brand new volleyball facility they're taking on utep right now um already underway and what happens is lady eagles have to beat utep twice if they beat utep twice they're in and uh, of course they they want to do that so a absolutely huge match out in el paso texas right now the lady eagles at one and then 12 um tomorrow so Coach Radecki and the Lady Eagles looking to, to sweep UTEP on the road and get in. Um, they are uh, they're down one set right now, so actually in the second set. So good luck to the Lady Eagles, the the volleyball team. Soccer, the first place Southern Miss soccer team in the, in the West, uh, headed out to Houston, Texas to take on Rice. Rice two and one in the conference. Golden Eagles three and one, and looking uh, to improve on that three game winning streak and just maintain number one in. Uh, the conference after defeating defending champ North Texas last Sunday. Uh, football tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Of course, it's going to be a little different, a little different setup from what we're accustomed to. And uh, with with the spring game, Will Hall and his staff have walked through their, their first spring as head coaches. And Coach Hall had to say this um, really a, a little while ago to the press, talking about how different it was – coaching spring at Southern Miss versus other places that he's been. Here's what Coach Hall had to say. Everywhere else I've been a head coach, you know, no offense to anywhere else. There's a lot of great people at those places, but there was not the history of winning and the tradition that is here. You know, we tell recruits all the time, we're going to win, and we're going to win quickly. Why is that? We've won here before. We've won for a long time. And, as a head, and I've been a winner my whole life as a player and as an assistant and as a head coach. So you put those two things together, we're going to win. Um, so that's been a lot of fun to come to a place, inherit a place that the expectations are to win and win big. And you can look around and see all that. You're not trying to create something that's never been done. Also, you know, at this level, it's just a lot easier because we've got great academic people helping us. Miss Kylie Amato, 
We've got all types. So, Bob, Coach Hall really excited about what's going on. And like what I said, what, what I like that he said there is he's coming to a place where he is building on a tradition of winning, not trying to institute a tradition of winning. Right, no question about that. And there's a great tradition of winning in football here. I go back uh, to my days when I first uh, came to Southern Miss and started uh, following the Golden Eagles. It was a time that we were really one of the nationally prominent football programs and uh, the the king of upsets, they used to say. And uh, I I don't know. My optimism has been gone the last few years, but I got to tell you, when we had that run with all these assistants on our show – uh, over that period of two or three weeks, uh, boy, those guys, oh, those guys will get you optimistic about the future, Luke Johnson. Let me tell you something that Will Hall said this past weekend. They, they said, Coach, as you've watched uh, your defense this spring, give me you know two or three words to describe your defense this spring. Will Hall, without hesitation, went nasty bunch. Man, <laughs> can't tell you. There you go. How it thrilled my heart. So, yeah, come in the morning, 9.30 spring game. Uh, tonight, 6 p.m. against La Tech. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. Game two immediately falling after that, and then Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, Bob, I'm, I'm going with my heart, not my head. I'm going 3-1 Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 Eagles myself. I guess I'm I guess I'm hedging that a little bit with my heart. Uh, 2-2 seems likely to me. Uh, 3-1 would give us uh, a, a lot of reasons to be in a really good mood when we get back together Monday, Luke. I'm excited about it. Go Eagles. That wraps up the Eagle Hour for this week. Hope we see you at P. Taylor Park this weekend until Monday at 1 o'clock with Scott Berry, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.